Hey everybody, welcome to Bearcat Insider. My name is Travis Marsh. I'm assistant coach for the Pilot Point Bearcats. I'm here with Chance Kirby, uh, the uh, resident uh, contrarian, as well as a uh, marginal athlete, realtor extraordinaire. What else, what else describes you, Chance? Uh, that's pretty accurate. I'll go with that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're depends here. on who you ask, really. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really they they don't really want to know what I think about you. Um, here we are. Well, it's the Ponder Wrap Up Show. Uh, what do you got for me? Well, um, I thought we'd just kind of go over an overview first. How do you feel this morning? I always like to ask you that every show. You know, um, I feel good, and about the only reason I feel good is because we won. Okay. Which is better than losing. Yes. Um, you know, my my personal belief, there's no such thing as an ugly win. There's no such thing as a pretty loss. It is what it is. There's no asterisks. There's no uh, style points or anything like it. So, um you know, you, you never in a million years would have thought that I was just happy to get out of Ponder, Texas with a win. Except, and I warned y'all in the pregame show, is that's a good football team. It was. And they were good at what they do. Uh, they believe in their scheme, and their scheme is very much a uh, a tool that they use very well to, to keep games manageable and keep them close. Uh, but then their scheme also cost them at the end of the game. It, it did, but they never broke the plan. No, and, and they, they had a plan. They executed the plan. Uh, and so uh, I, was, I was happy to get out of Ponder with a win. Uh, I thought that our kids, for the most part, competed uh, really well. I think we have some problem areas, and I'm sure that you're probably going to bring them up. Um, but, you know, that's what we're here to do. Why isn't that my job? Yeah. You know, I, I'm a little disappointed in you actually Um, thank you well you know before this podcast i would just watch a game see that we win be happy to take the win and then i'd be worrying about something else until friday when we play boyd but now since we do this podcast i feel like because you get on to me if i'm unprepared that i have to watch a game film and come with some knowledge and then the more i watch that game the more Kind of like you coaches say, the more questions I had than answers after watching it. So yeah, you know sometimes there's some games where yeah you, know, you have a question and you get the answer, but the answer causes five more questions. And that's kind of where I'm gonna go. And Great. then to steal one from John with his keys to the game before I got notes, so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna go over my notes it's as like we five, go. It's about five pages of notes. It there. is about five pages, but uh, I'm sure we won't get to all of them. Good. But anyway, let's go to our first commercial break. When we come back, we'll start going over the uh, in-game happenings, so to speak. Let's do it. There is no better source for local news than the Pilot Point Post-Signal. Pilot Point Post-Signal has been covering Pilot Point since 1878, providing award-winning, top-notch coverage of Pilot Point and the Pilot Point Bearcats. You can start your subscription today by going to postsignal.com and signing up for their special, which is two months free, of the digital and print copy, or you can call their phone number at 940-686-2169. The Pilot Point Post Signal, the best source for local news. Puzzle Barbershop and Salon and Southern Junkies has been home of the Bearcats since 1973. Whether you are looking for a classic crew cut or the perfect game day outfit, we have you covered. We carry a few fan favorite brands, including Hey Dude Shoes, Judy Blue Jeans, The Supply Clothing, and Orleans Candle Company. Come check us out on the north side of the square in downtown Paula Point or online at www.southernjunkies.com and that is junkies with a Z and don't forget go Bearcats! Thank you to those sponsors now let's get on into the game first play I was going to want to listen to is that uh opening kick how big was that to get get a turnover that fast well let's go ahead and take a listen to it okay so it's only a two or two-step approach. It's kind of a pooch kick field at the 20. It's going to be returned. They're trying to reverse field. And the Bearcats doing a good job of chasing it down. Preston Webb there on the tackle. Ball hits the ground, comes out is. on the sideline. Opening kickoff. Pilot Point gets a Twin City turnover. Perfect. Man, that's a plus one possession. Okay, and for uh, for, for y'all that are, are wondering what plus one possession would mean, some of you, of course, are like, oh, of course, know what plus one possession is. But that means that we, we stole a possession from them. Uh, they fully expected that they were going to get the opening kickoff and they were going to have offensive drive number one that uh, if the course of the, the game would have taken place, that would have wasted somewhere between five and seven minutes off of the first quarter. 
Um, and we robbed them of that opportunity whenever uh, Preston forced that fumble it's on the opening great, kickoff. Great play by Preston, and, and you're right. It immediately knocked them out of the game plan. Yeah, that you they know, I mean, to do. especially because that means that basically we get to receive the ball at the beginning of each half, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know that's that's huge um, in in just regards to us starting fast. And then I'm sure that the next play that we're going to go over is the next play in the game. Yes, let's listen to that real quick. Slough, Max Holler, handoff up the middle to Ish Harris, right up the middle. He's going to break a tackle inside the ten. Oh Uh-oh. no, he sticks it up. He's a uh, number 77, Jacob Scott, the lineman, <laughs> caught the fumble yes. and took it in for a Pelzel touchdown. Oh, that is a dream. <laughs> and what a that dream is, come true. That is, they're, Speaking they're, of, of a night for a lineman. They are. They're talking about some things. I don't know what there's to talk about. It seemed very I, clear to me. Ball pops in the air. Nobody knows where the ball went. And number 77 is standing. They gave it to him. Oh, yeah. They gave it to him. That is a dream. Jacob Scott is running down the field to see if he can pick up an extra block, and the ball just ends up in his chest, and he carries it into the end zone. That's definitely the most exciting call that that John and Ryan have made this year. I like that because Ryan's excited because, obviously, he was a lineman, and John's just maniacally laughing through the whole thing, which is just great. Well, you know, um, we've been working on that play for weeks. uh, of uh, The pitch? You know, where Ish fakes that he's fumbling and it's actually a pitch to Scotty. And, you know, it. we called it at the right time. And uh, everything that I just said is absolute bull crap. Um, sometimes it's better to be lucky than it is to be good. And I give it up to Scotty for, A, finishing the play, taking it into the end zone. Yeah, without breaking stride. Yes. Like it was planned almost. Yeah. However, it was not. Um, but, you know, the... Usually when you hustle, you put yourself in position to make a lucky play. And what Scotty was doing was hustling downfield to try to lay blocks. And so his, hit in the chest with football. his hustle paid off. And then uh, I sure noticed those last seven yards that he was toting the mail. There wasn't anybody that was trying to go lay a shot on him. No, I'm not convinced that anyone even knew where the ball was. And then... I thought it was interesting when you watch it on our YouTube channel. You were the first one to signal touchdown. And the refs were kind of confused as to what even happened and, and had a meeting. And you're over there on the sidelines. You just keep saying touchdown. And well, I'm, I'm the best official out there. Just ask <laughs> I've me. I've heard, yeah. But um, I, I thought it was odd that they weren't even sure what had happened and had to talk about well, it. Well, I'm trying to a forward pitch. That's, that's what I would assume that the, the discussion was is – did 21, did Ish, try to pitch it to the lineman, and was it going forward or was it truly a fumble? Um, and, uh, you know, it with it happening bang-bang the way it did, I could see why there was a discussion. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they discussed it because if they wouldn't have and it was pondered that, that that did that, I would have had a big problem with it, and I probably would have tried to cause a stink that they pitched it forward. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they did their job, and for once on that night they got the call right. And uh, you know, we benefited, but uh, no, it was, you know, it it just happened, and the ball bounced our way that time, which it didn't even bounce; it, it landed the right way. So, just like that, uh, we're up six zero. We went for two and didn't get it, and then uh, for the second time in three plays, we're kicking off to them again. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the way you want to start it. We kick off to them. They start the ball or their drive on the 40, and then it was exactly as you promised on Thursday. It's funny, I'd made a comment this week. Uh, someone on Saturday um, posted that, how do how is the game this close to ponder? And I posted the link of the scouting report and said it was promised. Um, yeah. If you would have if you'd have listened, you would have known it's not the same ponder. No. Man, they did exactly what you said they were going to do. I mean, it's just dive, dive dive right down the field i was really impressed with number 26 Mm -hmm. um i did not name him as one of the players to watch um and i i foolish me i guess he was scorned yeah foolish (laughs) foolish me because (laughs) he uh he ran tough and he ran hard and and he uh he was a good player and i think ultimately it, it cost them the game that he gets out of the game plan in the second half they don't they stop giving him the ball in the second half I mean, I guess thank you, Ponder. Great. I, I mean, I, I like that plan, being an opposing coach, because 
he was kind of the key cog that kept the grinder going. Uh, no, and, and so. it, it fit perfectly into what they wanted to do. They basically took f- three downs, just about three point something yards of carry, and then a little sometimes had to go for it on fourth, yep. and it was just a push, and then they just kept moving. But that clock kept running. Kept running. And so they take it down, 11-play drive. They score there on a uh, – Quarterback what keeper. What you call that? It's quarterback keeper. Keep keep yeah. Snap. This is going to be a dive to Terrence. Oh. No, quarterback keeper around the left side. Let's see if Avery Smith can get to him. Avery Smith couldn't get to him in time. And, uh, you know, if you if you watch the play before that on film, uh, the person responsible for the quarterback was not out there at all. And so they ran the exact same play that they ran the play before, and this time the quarterback pulled it. And our guy that was supposed to be out there still wasn't out there. Uh, and so that, that put us out of position. And, uh, you know, Avery tried – to make a play and just couldn't get there, um, so there's just not enough green grass between. Well, near the, the when ball. you're the free safety lined up in the middle of the field, and you do have to honor that that fake. Uh, it makes it tough, um, but you know we we should have made the play. But that goes back to uh, exactly what I said during the pregame: is it's assignment football, and you have to do your assignment with monotonous regularity. Otherwise, you're going to be the guy that gives up the big play, uh, and so um, somebody didn't do their job. Somebody gave up a big play, and then they kick off to us. We start our drive on the 49, and then we just start moving back down the field again. When we had the ball in this drive, things were moving pretty well, and we went right back down there and and scored again like we wanted to. Max Holler takes a snap. It's going to be a quarterback power left. Max Holler gets in. His first touchdown back. That's a Pelzel printing touchdown. You know, and and that's a – I think that's credit to the offensive line. I thought they did a pretty good job most of the night. Um and I know we'll we'll probably get to this later on or throughout the the podcast. Uh, you know they had some penalty issues throughout the night. The offensive line did. Uh, I think most of the time it was just lack of focus with the false starts and whatnot. Um, you know. Yeah. And then uh, you know there were a couple holding calls. And I was uh, going to ask you about that. In that drive, we had two false starts and a holding penalty in that drive alone. Was there something like? In the uh, the Whitesboro game, you said they had a call bounce. W- was that going on? Or uh, Ryan in the broadcast said he thought that the rest were being just a tad picky. I there was no bounce call um, that that the kids made us aware of. And if they would have, we would have notified the referees just to check it out and and whatnot. But uh, you know, I, I think Ryan was on to something whenever he did say in the I think it was this, our, our second drive that. Uh, you know, he thought that it was just the linemen readjusting their stance, which is perfectly legal. Um, and, and so I think there was a little bit of that, but I'm going to chalk it up to just lack of focus. You know, just put your hand in the dirt and let's get after it and stop trying to, to readjust your stance or, or whatever. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not ready to let the kids off the hook and, and say that it's all the refs and that they were being too too picky. Um, you know, the hold that was on that drive, uh, it was kind of a ticky-tack holding call. Um, but, you know, if the referee saw it, it's hard to uh, to go against it. How do you – is that when you try to correct kids and talk about penalties, and, and we were penalized a lot that game, is – 11 to 1. Is that what you tell them is to – it's focus? and Is that how you you sell it to them? Well, it's, it's focus, and then you also um, – you know, and this is much more of a basketball thing, but it's still something you have to, to go over with football kids, is you're at the mercy of what the referees decide they want to focus on that game. And there's there's some games where a pass interference call, um, you know, is way more lenient. And then the next crew, they, they are extremely tight on how they call pass interference. And you have to adjust your style of play to what the referees allow you to, to get away with. And uh, this this crew called it pretty tight on the Bearcats, um, and they seem to uh, be pretty non-existent on the uh, Ponder lines with the eleven to one split. Um, you know, false starts. I don't think there's an excuse, but I I find it very hard to believe that with the style of offense that they run, that they um, they held more than one time. So makes sense. Take take for what it is. I guess. Yeah, you know, at least the. Big 12 can't find me for talking bad about officials. And they don't listen, I'm sure. Yeah. But if they do, sponsorship opportunities are available. So, like I said, it's 12-7. to 7. We uh, 
went for two again, didn't make it, and then uh, we kicked a ponder, and they started on their own 42, which is kind of crazy because I told you this morning, I'm not against ponder in that game having a short field because you give them more yards, it's more time for them to burn off the clock. It, It's weird how their offense made you re- rethink some truths about football that you think that you understand going in well you'd want to uh under normal circumstances you kick it deep you pin them deep and then you you force them to drive a long field um with the success that ponder was having which was you know converting third and twos and fourth and ones um i don't know that i'd want to give them a long field just exactly to the point that you were saying is that just gives them more of an opportunity to to burn up clock and so uh you know it does that an offense like that challenges a lot of the conventional truths and conventional thoughts that people have about football. I agree. And that's what I thought was so interesting about it is that I'm sitting there questioning things that normally I wouldn't question if it's a normal. And you're looking at the clock in the second quarter, worrying about how quick half is going to get here. Are we going to have enough time? Which that's what they did. They, they drove right down the field. They scored a 13 play drive, burned up eight minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. I believe it. I spent most of my night looking at the scoreboard not to look at the score. Cause I definitely didn't want to look at that. I was sitting there watching the clock thinking, man, are we come on guys. We need the ball back. We need the ball back. Uh, you know, and they did a fantastic job of executing their game plan and playing keep away from, from our offense. Which that, uh, we'll listen to that touchdown real quick. It was a two-yard run um, on a fourth down. It yeah. was a big play. I mean, had we stopped them, that, that could have been a Well, if you look at the things point. leading up to it, I do believe we had um, we had them at fourth and – it was either fourth and seven or fourth and goal from the seven or third and goal from the seven, and we got a offsides penalty, I do believe. It was half the distance. It was half yeah. the distance. And that, you know, that goes from a – they aren't a very good third and seven, fourth and seven team. Yeah. They're a real good third and three, fourth and three team. Yeah. Because uh, then all the options are on the table. And so, uh, no, let's let's have a listen to that play. Quarterback under center. It is going to be a quarterback dive left-hand side, and he's going to get in pretty easily. That's number 10, Terrence Clark. And then after that score, they, I want, they didn't miss the extra point. It actually didn't have enough height. I, I yeah, I mean, they, they kicked it, and it was in line. It just uh, – how tall is the goalpost? Ten feet? Ten feet. So it was about nine and a half feet. Yeah. On the way down. Straight <laughs> just straight, straight yeah. up. So if, it's, if you're in if you're a Madden player, so any of our kids that listen, I know Ish, he's one of our wonderful podcast listeners. Uh he just they hit the A button too early. Okay. And so the, the power meter wasn't all the way up and you know, that's that's just what happens. So So twelve ponder. I'm sorry, thirteen twelve ponder. Thirteen now. twelve ponder. Yes. So uh, we get the ball, and then uh, it's playing into our, our hands the way we want it because they burn up eight minutes and 45 seconds. There's I don't I didn't make a note on how much time is left, but due to the plus one we talked about on the kickoff, we go down there and score, yeah. finish the half, then we're going to get the kick in the second half, and then we put them behind, which goes against their entire offensive plan. It can change the whole – yeah, no, I do. Dynamic. I do believe it was two minutes and nine seconds. Okay, uh, and so it's pretty exact for a guess. That's I'm gonna go uh, with you. It, it, it's as an offensive-minded team or in that offensive-minded sequence of the game. Uh, given what they do defensively, or I mean, sorry, offensively, it's perfect for us uh, because you know if we if we give them the ball back, they're not built for a one minute drive. No. Um and so it you know I don't think they're built for being behind. No, they're not. And they're not and that's because of their inability to throw the ball effectively. I mean, uh they can throw the ball. We saw it, but they're just they're not effective throwing the football. Um I promise you that I would not want to be down 10 points to them. No. Uh I I just they they're a good enough football team at just grinding the the clock down that um, if if you give them a lead they're they're going to be hard pressed to uh, relinquish it. I think Ryan said in the broadcast the only thing that Ponder did fast was run from the huddle to the line. Yes. Other than that, it was everything was slow mo. Yeah, and the quarterback ran pretty quickly from from field to to offensive play caller back to huddle. He he was pretty quick about that. I was impressed. So, I thought he was going to get pretty tired doing it. Yeah. 
So what'd you say? It was two oh what? Two oh nine. Okay. So we drive down the field and we're we're moving pretty good and then picky refs or whatever we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot we get a holding call and a false start on that drive as well and then uh, we end up not scoring there uh, was was the field goal ever an option I mean I know we were going to be kicking into the wind and I, I don't know what his range was it was a pretty stout wind it was uh, and so we knew that we were going to have to to put him close enough to to where you know we want him to feel confident you know you don't want to roll him out there for a 55 yarder and and then have something tragic happen like they put number 10 back there and you know they catch a short kick and now we're we're playing games um we knew we were going to have to get really close and we never felt like we were in a comfortable enough position to to kick it um kind of what we thought is uh you know i think just tossing it around we we thought that if we got to the 23-yard line, it was going to be – I'm sorry, 13-yard line was kind of our deal. That's a 30-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we were confident uh, just due to the wind. I mean, it was it was howling, blowing right in his face. Uh, and, you know, that doesn't mean that, that the kicker's not capable. It comes down to confidence of if he has a shadow of doubt that he's not going to make it, he's probably not going to make it. Especially in the conditions. Yeah, and, and so, you know, you want to protect the kid. Uh, in in that sense, and and you know, um, when Hoel's a senior, probably roll him out there in tracks. At that point, he's he's done it enough and everything to where if he misses one, it's just like oh man, okay. Uh, but in a in a pressure game like that, you don't want to you know kill the kid and 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 put him in a position to to not be successful. And one play in that drive, I did want to mention. Matter of fact, I didn't plan on playing it. So I'm going to go off course. I'm going to plug it in. Okay. We are going to play it now in this podcast. Yeah, third and 20 here. Empty backfield, but we are throwing into the wind. So Max Holler takes a snap. He's dropping back to pass. He's immediately pressured. He escapes a sack. He's tur- going to turn the corner. He's going to get back to the original wow. line scrimmage. Tiptoe, stay in bounds. And he's going to get from third and 20 all the way down to the ninth. 20-yard line. I think that's enough for an Irish real estate first down. How he escaped the pressure for a sack is this is what we've missed from Max Holland. That 20-yard run by Max on third down, tiptoeing down the sidelines, that, that was a heck of an athletic move. I mean, I still don't know how he did that. You know, the, the craziest part of all of it is uh, as he was running past me and it was down our sideline, um, he was coming down the line straight at me, and then you know he he goes upfield, and when he starts going upfield, um, it closed up on him in a hurry. It it really did, and, and a ponder player had full momentum, and they actually went to try to go push him, and whenever they pushed him, they pushed him pretty high on his shoulder pads, and I don't know how he did it, but while tiptoeing and getting pushed, he miraculously stays in bounds. Probably because Max is a is a you know heck of an athlete, and he's a strong kid. Uh, he's one of our uh, our better kids in the weight room, uh, you know, especially for his size, and uh, you know to, to have the strength to to withstand that. And then uh, he kind of did uh, half a cartwheel dive over the over the uh, yard marker. It, it was impressive, uh, and you know that's just Max doing Max things. Uh, there's no uh, there's no offensive play call that does what Max did right there. Max Magic, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there's no offensive play call. And then the, the other side of the, the, the coin is there's no defensive play call for that either. Uh, you know, you can't put all 11 dudes on Max because he'll, he'll make you pay then. Well, and I don't know. You may know and you may not want to tell me. It wasn't even real clear if that was a called run or if it was a pass that he decided to run. Either way, it worked. It was great. It was a successful play yes. due to the result. Yes, so we go into half, um, we're down by one, and I always ask you every time, how was the locker room? I mean, you're getting the kick, so you kind of feel like you still have them where you want them, even though you couldn't punch it in right um, there. It was tense because we'd been shooting ourselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that's the, the best way to describe it. Um, you know, we, we had dealt with penalties, we had dealt with missed assignments, we have dealt with... Um, you know, we just weren't clicking the way that we thought we should be clicking. Um, and so 
that, that's a twofold problem. Uh, the, the first problem is that just that that's happening. The negative things are, exist there. The other side of that problem is Ponder being effective running the offense that they run adds so much pressure to every time you have the ball because you never know when you're going to get the ball back. And so uh, those things coupled together uh, created some tension. Uh, and was it tension like the movies? No, no, we, we didn't go in there yelling and screaming at each other and, and this and that, but uh, the kids wanted to be in a, in a better position than, than where we were as a team. The coaches wanted to be in a better position where we were as a team, and we had to get some things hashed out. Um, you know, I'd, uh, I'd gotten into it with one of our players going off the field and walking to the locker room, uh, you know, and uh, the first thing that, that I did is, is I went and I found him and I told him, I was like, hey, man, it, it's, it's in the past. It's done. It's over with. You know, and the first thing he said is, coach, I'm sorry for mouthing back. I said, so we're on this together, man. You know, I, I love you, and I love you too, Coach. I said, hey, let's go get it. You know, and so was it tense? Of course it was tense. But uh, I, I don't think the tension ever divided us, uh, and I think that's on, on both parts. The coaches were making sure that it didn't, but, gosh, the players were doing a great job of, of taking the coaching, um, not taking it personal, even though nobody wants to hear the bad things they do. Uh, they didn't take it personal to the, to the sense where they felt like we were attacking them uh, as a person. Um, but you know, our goal as coaches is to, to try to put the players in a position to be successful. And uh, sometimes that does require feedback from the players. Uh, and so, Is that how you feel in this podcast? Do you feel like every post game, if it's close or last week, that I come in here to tell you all the bad things you do? Yeah, I take it personal, though. <laughs> I take it personal. That's why I was intentionally slower texting you back all week. Yeah. Um, All right, then. Well, let's go take another break, and then we'll come back out and uh, kick off for this third quarter. Yeah, fans, one thing that I love about walking into the Fieldhouse is looking at all the old pictures that you have from years past and being able to relive the history of those great teams and great players. And I love walking through with my sons and showing them a picture and saying, man, look at that guy, and telling them a story about a great play. And you can have the same opportunity to do that with your family by using Ashley Marsh Photography to capture your family's great memories. Seeing those pictures of your family will allow you to talk to your kids or your grandkids and tell great stories about things that you've done or things that you've seen, or just funny memories that you might have. So if you ever want to document your family's history, please contact Ashley Marsh Photography. You can find her on Facebook, on Instagram, using Ashley Marsh Photography, as well as her website, ashleymarshphotography.com. Located in Pilot Point, Texas, the Chandler family has been making custom cabinets for over 40 years. As a team, Chandler Cabinets is committed to designing and building the perfect cabinets for you. They will make the process comfortable and stress-free by personally guaranteeing a superior product built on the standard of superior craftsmanship and immaculate customer satisfaction. From concept to completion, perfect form and function. Chandler Cabinets is an award-winning company with a reputation for consistent innovation at the highest level of design. You can find more information on Chandler Cabinets at ChandlerCabinets.net or on their Facebook page, Chandler Cabinets. Chandler Cabinets, 40 years of excellence. Since 1983, the Scott Walker Insurance Agency has been covering the insurance needs of Pilot Point. Regardless of what that need may be, they have you covered, offering homeowners, auto, life, farm and ranch, and commercial. Give them a call at 940-686-2692. That's Germania Insurance, the Scott Walker Insurance Agency. Located just north of the town square at 211 Scott Lane in Pilot Point, Texas. Scott Walker Insurance Agency, always there to help. We want to wish our varsity cheerleader, Abby, a great senior year. Love mom, dad, and Michael. Hi, I'm Greg Pelzel. Here at Pelzel Printing, we do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and promotional products. You can reach Greg Pelzel at 940-453-5443. Go back all right, thank you for the work from our sponsors. We're back for the uh, opening kickoff of the second half. What you got for me? Well, we're going to have to start with the opening kick on the uh, on the second half. Me being a pilot point homer, I was absolutely convinced that the ref hadn't blown his whistle. So I went back to our YouTube channel, looked it up because I knew we had field mics. I'll be dang if he didn't blow the whistle, and so then I had to accept the fact that it may have been something we did wrong there seemed to be a lot of confusion on our side personnel wise or everyone looked to be chatting with each other looking the other way even to some degree and then lo and behold there comes the ball 
Back deep to receive. Papa only has two guys back deep to receive. It looks like it's going to be Avery Smith and Max Holler back deep. And then, oh, surprise oh. on the side to start. The Bearcats weren't even ready. I don't looks like Ponder got it. Going back out to the field, the last thing that we talked about before we left the locker room was that they were going to kick an onside kick. Okay. And so they'd done it at every level, 7th grade, 8th grade, uh, JV. Onside kick. We tell the kids, we're lined up with our hands team. Only problem is there's 10 of us. Because one individual is on the sideline. Well, at some point in the confusion of trying to get a kid out there, um, everybody loses track of the whistle. Because I thought that they didn't blow the whistle. I didn't remember hearing one. Well, it's because I was too busy trying to figure out where number... Or where the 11th guy was, not number 11, where the 11th individual was. And he was standing right beside me. And so trying to get him out on the field, and then all the people on the field are trying to get him lined up correctly. And so, um, again, lack of focus, lack of, um, you know, just lack of focus, lack of paying attention. Um, it's a domino. And so one person's missing, and then other people are having to get him lined up. And so. The deficiency created by one person's lack of focus creates a deficiency on someone else. That means we turn the ball over. It's a chain of events, like we talked about last week. Had they not noticed he wasn't on the field, they may have all been looking at the ball and recovering it. It would have mattered. You know, who cares? We can recover it with 10 people. Yes. Um, But since the 11th man ran out on the field late and caused a commotion amongst the players, um, you know, I – I, th- I think that started the, the chain effect of, of what was going on and what was wrong. Well, the biggest issue with that that I felt, so I have no doubt you guys felt, there goes our plus one that we talked about yeah. that we got on the opening. But now Ponder gets the ball again, and they have the lead. Here goes the clock. Yeah. Now, I did – the defense has been interesting the the all year, it seems like you give Coach Freeze a halftime or half to figure out what the team is doing. He's going to go in there and come up with something to completely change the game, which he did again. It, it things things started turning around. Um, look like I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there: forty-six total yards for the second half. I didn't even look. Forty-six. I, I didn't even look. Okay, well, I'm glad you looked. But it looked to me like we, my uneducated just fan. We just threw everybody in the box and said, if you're not going to pass, we dare you to pass. And if you're not going to pass, we're going to all be stacked right here to shut you down. Yeah, no, he made, he made great adjustments. Uh, it wasn't exactly how you just said it, but it was, you know, the adjustments were made. Uh, the The philosophy going into the second half was... Uh, I hope it was is never exactly like I say it. <laughs> <laughs> if so, football would be a much simpler game. Yeah. Uh, but you know he he made a, a really good adjustment to uh, to kind of address some of the deficiencies that we had in the second half, and uh, you know he he's he's done kind of what we've been doing, which is you know we 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 fix it at halftime, um, and you know is this two weeks in a row of a second half shutout? I can't I can't remember. I've, I've... I did what you asked me to do, and I forgot about the it's, it's not yes because I I in, I was already looking back to uh, whoever we played before Whitesboro. I I had already forgotten that Whitesboro even happened. Well, what we uh, I want to point that drive out. Yeah, they they okay. got the onside kick. They start on hour forty eight, and they this is what they go. Twenty six goes one yard. Twenty six goes four yards. Number ten goes six. Twenty six goes zero yards, and then they throw their first pass of the game. Yes. Snap, rolling oh, out throwing. pass. They're throwing it, and there it is. Wide open. Oh, they dropped it. But, you know, this is what I saw pregame. The quarterback floats the ball up yeah, there, not very much it. of an arm, throws it into the wind. It hangs up there forever. Dimitri Stowers had to stop, turn around, and come back. Ball got into his hands, and Aston Kirby was able to get there and literally swatted the ball right out of his hands. Incomplete. Uh-huh. Which I think another reason they may not like to throw is – Everything about it looked awkward. The The quarterback rolled out. He looked okay, but the guy running the route, and once the ball got in the air, it, it just looked all awkward to me. Like It's obvious they don't practice it a lot. Well, it's it's not a focal point of their offense. Um, you know that That's not where they're going to make their hay. 
Um, and so, um, yeah, they, they just have a limited passing game. Um, and, and it showed uh, throughout the game. I, I don't think they had a completion. No, I don't remember one. And what made me also happy about that, it was incomplete to stop the clock. Thank God. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the best thing ever. Um, but, you know, it was a... Uh, it was a busted coverage, uh, is what it was, and uh, thankfully uh, we we had a kid get back, and he he kind of recognized what was going on, and he covered up somebody else's blunder, and uh, I think he got enough of the the ball to kind of knock it out of the, the guy's hands. I I don't know if, from my vantage point, and even on film, it's hard to tell, but all I know is that he was in the area code, and he swiped his hand, and the ball fell out. So I'm going to assume that he uh, he influenced it some kind of way. Uh, but you know, I, I'm just glad that uh, the hustle was there to to account for uh, another person's mistake. And then on this this same drive, this this was an interesting drive to me because of the defensive adjustments that I feel like we made in the uh, at, at halftime. The play following that, um, or we we had put after that incomplete pass that would have this was Ponder's first third and long yeah. of the game, and they went ten yards, but uh, eighty four had a holding penalty, which came back. But then they did drive it down. Uh, we had them on a uh, third and long again, and then we stopped them. But unfortunately, we had another untimely penalty yeah. and uh, personal foul. And then they start moving again. Biggest play of the game then now as we move forward, it's the accumulation of an eight-minute drive but incomplete pass to the end zone that yeah. they don't get turnover on downs. Full house formation for Ponder. Snap, like roll out left, outside. pressure, throwing deep into the Make end zone. Make a play. And there we go. Great play there by number seven, I believe. And that was a heck, of, a heck of a play by the safety. You know, I, I don't know if number 33 or whatever number it was was going to catch it or not. You have no idea. I'm happy he never had the opportunity to figure it out because uh, – you know, our, our safety got over there and, and knocked the ball out. And, uh, you know, TK did a good job of, of being in the right spot at the right time and made a timely play. Uh, and so, um, you know, that that's just a – if you force them into a passing situation, that means you're doing your job defensively. And so – We uh, forced them into two passes on that drive. And, uh, you know, with the with the penalties and whatnot, that, that again, just comes down to focus and, and keeping your cool in, in that sense of – uh, I think I heard the excuse of, well, they did it first. Well, the referees always see the second. It happens so much, it's cliche. Yes. Uh, and, and I use it at home often. <laughs> uh, you know, and refereeing all my little rugrats. And, and so, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm just glad it ended up working out in our favor. Well, I never want to say never. But to me, that was that was it. Had they scored right there, burning up eight minutes, it was a tough enough hill to climb as it turned out anyway. I, it would have become Mount Everest at that point. It it certainly would have put us behind the eight ball because you're having to fit two scoring drives in basically one quarter sandwiched around whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It, it was uh, fortunate for us that we made the play at the goal line that we did. So we get the ball on our 10. Uh, we don't uh, do much with it. We go five plays and punt, but that at least puts them down on the other end. And You know, and, and while we talk about that with that punt, uh, Jay Cox had handled the punting duties, and uh, I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a heck of an athlete. He's the Swiss Army knife, and that just is, is one more blade that you have folded up in there is that he's a heck of a punter. And so, uh, you know, hats off to him for stepping in and uh, doing a fantastic job. Yeah, and it's hard enough for some 3A schools to find one punter, yeah, not much less two. Two and uh, two in the same house. Yeah, and we have uh, we have another one as well. I didn't uh, know that. He is. Well, he's, he's a youngster. He can boot it. I'll let you keep that one yeah, on no, the down low. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get much more out of me than what you just got. So Ponder, after the punt, starts the ball on their own 40, and then defense keeps doing what they do. Uh, five plays, turnover on downs again. Yeah. And speaking of punting, Ponder really had no interest in punting. Well, um, through all the film that we watched leading up to the game, 
uh, special teams was was not their bag. I mean, it was just that they they aren't very good at it. I guess there's no way around it, and I hate to say things like that because it it makes another coaching staff look awful. Uh, and so I don't mean it disrespectfully, but they're just not. Um, so sometimes it's better to, to take the chance of going forward on fourth and two than it is to snap the ball over your punter's head or have your punter shank one or, you know, have to go kick and cover. Um, I will say their kickoff return team is pretty good, though. Yes. Um, especially whenever we kick it to number 10. Uh, that helps to get the ball in the hands of their best athlete. And, uh, but they they were hell on wheels on kickoff return. So, Well, we took over on the 38, and then it was our uh... – it wasn't the best drive we had um, the whole game. We actually netted 10 yards. We lost 10 yards on the drive. We had a, another false start and a holding, and then we had to punt back to them. Well, and the, the bad thing about a drive like that is it's, we're getting in our own way with, you know, um, just penalties that are, are from lack of focus, lack of execution. And so uh, that's frustrating uh, because, again, like, you know, not to beat a dead horse. When they get the ball and you're down by one, you don't know when you're going to see it again. And it, it's untimely, but also, if you want to put a positive spin on it, it doesn't hurt that they're put in that pressure cooker type situation to prepare for three weeks, four weeks from now. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, a, a loss is only wasted if you don't learn lessons. And, and in this sense, a, a win is only wasted if we don't learn lessons or if we don't gain from it. Um, you know, and sometimes I know last year we beat them 71 to zero. That game does nothing for us because you're just better than them. Mm-hmm. Well, now putting our kids in a pressure situation where they have to perform in late in games, you know, we, we gained something. Uh, and now we didn't put ourselves in there on purpose. I would have gladly taken the 71 to zero instead of what we got, but there are things that can be learned from it. On a humorous note, how how much, let's say it was the year prior with the same weather, at what point, how far do we have to get ahead before you to put on a jacket? It ain't happening. Okay. So even if it was that cold when we beat them 71 to nothing, yeah. you're saying you still would not have put on a jacket at no. all? Okay. Good to know. No, and there's 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 a point to, to not wearing a jacket. It's not just a... You know, just prove, to flex. Prove it. Well, I don't know. And there's not much to flex, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's it's one of those things that uh, you know. The way I see it is, the the kids are out there, and of course they're running around playing. I'm just you know being a mime on the sidelines um, and coaching. Um, it, it's just a, it to me, it's kind of a mental thing. Oh gosh, it can't be that cold. Cold, Coach Marsh doesn't even have a jacket on. Uh, and so I, I think it's a it's a it's a just a mental thing, and it's, it's a good thing to put forward. Of uh, if you go out there and everybody's dressed in parkas and you know bundled up like it's negative forty degrees, that's going to have more of an influence on a kid's psyche and a kid's you know thoughts on the game as opposed to just acting like no big deal. Just another game. Yep. Well, when we punt to them, they uh, they get the ball on their own forty nine, and the defense steps up again. Uh, Pondre goes zero yards, four yards, seven-yard loss on a sack, which should have been about 13. Those of you that watched the replay on our YouTube channel, terrible spot. And uh, that was Ponder's actually first three and out. Oh, stunt play, pass play. Ponder's not going to have anywhere to go. Big, big sack there for the Bearcats. So they punt back to us with uh, 7.54 left. You know, and and I know you, you make it a point not to say anything positive about Aston because uh, you don't want anybody to think that uh, there's any motivation behind you and I doing a post-game show to spotlight him. Uh, first off is, if you would have told me that two of the key plays in the game were going to be a sack by Aston Kirby and a rushing touchdown by Jacob Scott, <laughs> you know, to go back to what you told Coach Freeze, I, I would have called you a liar. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people stepped up and, and we put – uh, you know, not we. Coach Freeze put Aston in a position to make a play, and uh, you know it paid off for us. It, it paid dividends, and uh, you know, per our text conversation, this ball was spotted as a six-yard loss due to forward progress of the quarterback. 
all of those seven yards that we were driving him back and driving him into the ground and obliterating him don't count. It's, it counts from when you made first contact and the ball carrier is not making a football move forward. I hate to sound like you, but they were not consistent on making that call the entire game. The only thing they were consistent about is throwing yellow flags on the Bearcats. I'll agree with you. Yeah. Normally I don't agree with you. I <laughs> yeah. think you're a little sensitive with the refs, but I, I do yeah. agree with you on that. So 7.52 left. They they give it to us, and I'm feeling good at this point. Because oh, yeah. You can you can feel the momentum. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that, that sack, and the defense have been playing lights out all half. Uh, offensively, we felt like we were – trying to find a rhythm and the stupid penalties would, would just kind of snatch it from us and so we're like man we got this going on and i've and ryan mentions it on the uh on the on the cast i felt like doing to ponder what they had been doing to us we i thought man we can take our time drive this down here and give them the ball with hardly any time left which is going to totally rock their world because it's not the way it's not the offense that they want to run yeah they're not a quick strike team we get we get down to the other end in striking distance and there comes another false start. Yeah. And we kinda just have that trouble again and I know we've talked about it that I don't know what the reason was, but they keep showing up at the most inopportune times and then unfortunately we had a fumble with Max just trying to be Max and make a play, which that's acceptable. You you can't get a guy that does all the magic that he does and not in my opinion, maybe you have a different opinion, but it, it's going to happen. Well, if you if you watch the game film, and I don't know because I haven't asked Max, you could make a case that the ball uh, actually gets hit out of Max's hand by his lead blocker making the block, and then the ball went off of uh, that person's either their, their elbow or their head or something. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, you know, Max ha- has to secure the ball. First and foremost, uh, when you run as hard as Max does, and he doesn't shy away from contact, uh, you know, he, he's not, of course, he'll try to make people miss in the open field, but the kid also understands when it's just time to, if it's a six-yard play and that's what it's going to be, then I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to go get my six yards. He's got to secure the ball, um, you know. Uh, I, I, I will never believe that, that fumbling is an acceptable risk just based off of uh, a player's ability to make the big play. Um, he's got to anticipate contact a little better than what he did. But I will say this. Nobody took that fumble harder than Max Holler. He, uh, I don't recall him fumbling this year, though. I know that you're saying you still can't accept one, and I'm not trying to give him an out, but it's when you fumble in week eight and that's your first fumble. It's not a, he's not a habitual fumbler, uh, at all. Um, and so, you know, that, but like I said, no, nobody's going to take that worse than Max. You know, he, uh, I think in his mind, he thought he had sealed our fate a little bit, uh, which, I mean, I can understand that. Um, but, you know, he was kind of down by himself and, you know, he was down, you know, kind of squatted down and, and head down. And, you know, I, I just went over to him and told him, said, hey, man, you know, you got to keep your head up. You know, we love you and we believe in you and we'll, we'll, we'll get a chance. And when it's your time, man. You know, take take the bull by the horns and let's go do it. And boy, did we get a chance! Defense steps it up again. Ponder on That's, the twelve yard line. If you had to to pick a, a time in the game and a drive in the game for the defense, just to say we're done, we're we're done. It's over. We're we're going to take control. There's four forty five. That they got the ball. I mean. They do what they want to do. It's eight snaps. We should not have gotten the ball. I didn't even know it was eight snaps. We shouldn't have got the ball back. Yeah, at, at 445, it, it's eight snaps. Uh, and so um, if you look at some of your drive charts that you have. They go uh, minus one, two yards, yeah. minus one, punt. Yep. Now, I want to go back to what you just said, that no one in the building felt worse than Max on that fumble. Yeah. I have a counterpoint to that. I'm going to say his parents felt worse. Because when Ponder punted that ball, <laughs> I knew, and here we go, talking about my son, which I try not to do. I knew Aston was going to try to make the catch. I knew he wouldn't let it go because I just know that he always wants to catch it. And I also know he's not going to fair catch it. And he, Exactly, and he refuses to fair catch. The minute that he fumbled that ball, that's why I can speak confidently saying, and I know Aston probably felt terrible, especially if he lost it. 
Max's parents felt way worse than Max did, I promise you, when he fumbled that ball. Yeah. It's it's awful. You think when your kid's playing Wee, man, when he gets to high school, this is going to be great. I'm going to get to watch him play, and, man, it's all fun. Friday night was not fun. It was not fun. He <laughs> that I don't know how many seconds until they said it was our ball. That was a miserable, miserable four or five seconds. Well, and I, I made the joke with Aston today. Whenever I saw him, is you know, is, is he going to try his behind the back uh, move anymore? <laughs> you know, and he goes, Coach, it's the sleeves. I'm actually going to do what you said, and I'm never wearing sleeves again. Yeah. It's like, well, there you go. Um, if I can do it, he can do it. Exactly. Hey, well, you just covered that. And there so, you, go. Um, you know, it was. I'm I'm just glad that we got it back because I don't know if we could have recovered from fumbling, playing lights out defensively, and then fumbling again. Uh, it, it would not have been a good situation. I, I agree. And then we start the ball on our own 48. Max runs four yards, and then, as John Little so aptly named him in the play we're about to play big play j shows up 56 yards so let's listen to that real quick close second and 14 here holler takes a snap roll out right i like that we're rolling out throwing the ball deep down the scene jay cox caught it he makes a man miss can pick up a block okay jay jay cox play of the game huge touchdown ball was underthrown just a bit jay cox comes back Gathered almost on the second effort. <laughs> almost dropped He it. almost started running before he had it, didn't But uh, no, almost doesn't count here. No. He caught the ball, then made a man miss. Had Avery Smith in position to make a block that ultimately he didn't have to make. Wow. And, man, talking about a big play and a time you need big the play, most. Jay. Pelzel printing touchdown on the huge pass from Max Holler to Jay Cox. Stressing me out up here. <laughs> I don't need any more help losing the little bit of hair oh. I got. How was he that open? A kid made a play, and he he stepped up, and uh, I guess he hit it in high gear and and, and got open, and uh, you know Max gave it the old heave, uh, which Against was an, the win. which was an impressive throw because he's running to his right, and Jay is either in line with him or slightly behind. Uh, this wasn't a, a normal. I'm rolling out to the right, and the receiver's moving from left to right into my field of view, and I can just throw it with my momentum. You know, Max, Max was moving to his right, and uh, he slung it on out there into the wind, uh, probably about 30, 35 yards, and then Jay did the rest. Uh, but He made it exciting, the catch. <laughs> you know, Speaking of hearts dropping. <laughs> I don't know why, and, and I don't know if it's just because we're all of a sudden turning into the cardiac cats or, you know, what, what's going on. But, you know, Jay, next time, just catch the ball. You don't need to bobble it. And, and but I, I was thinking, man, the way this night's going, that that would have been what happens is is we have a free runner and and he drops it, but he didn't. He he caught it and made one move and he was in the end zone and you know the the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, and then it was the worst position for Ponder to be in with what their offense was then. Then their plan turned against them. Yeah, Not enough you know, time was, left, and they can't throw. It, it was under two minutes or around two minutes. They had the ball. Uh, they did have a couple timeouts, um, you know, and they, they tried to go back to bread and butter the first play and, and give it to the fullback. Uh, it didn't work out. They ran a, a another pass play. It didn't work out. Then they went back to bread and butter and gave it to number 10 on kind of a counter trap. It didn't work out, and then they tried to throw it back to the quarterback, which uh, if you put throwbacks to the quarterback in, uh, both teams put together was over three, so uh, n- not a good plan on that night. Not a good night for uh, that. But you know, uh, we got to to finish the game in in the best play call in history. Yes, it's, it's victory. Yeah, uh, and so we we kneeled it twice and were able to get back on the bus and go back to Pilot Point America victors. I statistically wanted to point out that Ish surpassed a thousand yards. He did. Um, I think Max probably went over five hundred for the year. He, I think he's at five eighty-five. Okay, so he was probably already over five hundred going in. Um, 
you know, his passing yards, they he was effective throwing the ball. I think he was five for six. Five for six for 77 yards. Okay, so. And one huge TD. Yeah, the, the one TD when we needed it uh, the most. Um, uh, leading receiver was Jay, um, 69 yards. Yeah. And one huge TD. Defensively, I have no idea how they would get tackles after, you know, the, uh, the, mass, and- the mass of humanity that was – their offense. Jay and Tristan's who came out on top on the stat sheet. I believe it. Those those two are pretty active all night. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much your game summary. That's all I had. I've, I've went through all of my notes now. We made it. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. No. Anything you want to say in, in summary? We did we did make the playoffs. Is that correct? Yes. We are, we are mathematically in. in. So now it's just where we finish. We can finish anywhere from first to fourth. Okay. <laughs> so... Next uh, week will have a lot to do with that. Yes, yes, yes. It's next, a big game. Next week's a big game. Um, you know, I I guess Boyd considers it a rivalry. Yes, they. I think they do. They were trolling us last week. Yeah, and you know, it's just our it's our next opponent. Uh, you know, we're we're not going to roll out anything special for the old Boyd Yellow Jackets. Uh, we're we're going to go out there and try our hardest to win a football game. Um, and you know, we'll, you'll learn more about them on Thursday morning. Oh, I do have one question. Um, I spoke to a, uh, a fan. We have a listener and we have a lot of listeners. Well, yes, but I mean, one that, that stopped me and had a question. He didn't mail it in with a stamp, but he he asked me a question and he asked me to ask you the question. I forgot. I should have asked earlier. Great. Now you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. But, uh, Keith Williams sat on and talked to him on Thursday and what he asked me is in these post games, he says, Marsh never says what he does. What does he do to fix these problems? What is he going to do to change things? And I said, do you even know what Marsh does? And yeah. he said, no. So what I'm asking you is not so much his question. What do you do for the? You know, I just, I know you. So I assume yeah. that, that everyone knows what you do, but they don't. So I know you have defensive ends because we've talked about it on our yeah. show. But what are you responsible for? In- well, so, um, you know, I'll, just the, the whole rundown. Uh, Football-wise, uh, I'm not really the, the junior high coordinator. We have Coach Salinas for that. But I, I guess you would say that I'm the organizer of the junior high. Uh, and, you know, I organize our practices down there. And I'm, I'm the, the, the game time head coach for, uh, for seventh and eighth grade. So I travel with them. Uh, I get to coach my son, which is fantastic it's a good experience for me i don't know if it is for him um and then um special guest in the future yeah no he he doesn't need to talk about what i do to him um but yeah other than that friday my my high school responsibilities i I coach defensive ends on on defense and then on the offense side of the ball uh coach lane and i coach the receivers uh and then um you know i uh on friday nights i'm i'm the signaler uh along with uh Two other guys. It just uh, depends on who happens to be the hot signal that night. Um, so I'm I'm just one of the the signal club there, and uh, you know I uh, other than that I man I, I help out wherever I'm asked and whatever I'm asked to do. Uh, you know I, I just enjoy being a Bearcat. So if if someone has specific defensive end or receiver questions, I'm the and guy. They want answers. I'm ask. I'm the dude. If they can, want to know why the punter placed it here instead of there, I'm not. not the guy. You're not the guy. I'm not the guy to talk to okay. about punters. But uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, uh, man, all the all the coaches have a, a very specific role uh, that we fill, and uh, you know, I, I just try to to coach them up the best that I can. And uh, you know, sometimes I, I forget what game it was. I think it was Paradise that the defensive ends had a pretty rough game. And you talked about it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I try to accept responsibility for, for the things that I have control over. And uh, Well, not to diminish what you do, but if you had much more responsibility, one thing you probably wouldn't be doing is this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and the year's just going to get busier. I'm going to have 7th and 8th grade and JV and varsity basketball. And then uh, I'm also the head girls track coach. And so... Uh, I can't wait to argue about track. Yeah, we're going to go round and round about that. But, uh, you know, we also had the opportunity, Coach Price uh, afforded us the opportunity to, to run off the cross-country meet. So now I guess we are cross-country meet organizers or directors or 
you know the idiots who volunteered i don't know um but so our, our plates i like to look at us as the guys they knew could get it done yeah and that's okay too uh, and and that we wanted to get it done yeah and we have big plans for the meet next year mm-hmm. uh we're gonna we're gonna try to knock it out of the park now that we have one year under our belt and so um you know i, I wear wear a lot of hats and, and it's you know it's great um you know uh, for my long-term career goals, having all the hats, I, I think, will pay off. Uh, you know, it's it's preparation for the future. That's kind of what the way I look at it. Well, show us how good of a uh, podcaster you are, and let's wrap this up. Okay, all right. First <laughs> See thing, if you remember these sponsors. Yeah, first thing we want to do before we close the thing out is thank our sponsors. Uh, without their generous support, we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do. And I'd like to thank Chandler Cabinets, Pelzel Printing. Southern Junkies, Ashley Marsh Photography, The Pilot Point, Post Signal, and last but not least, Dana Walker with Germania Insurance. Without the support of those local businesses, uh, we wouldn't get to sit down and talk about the Bearcats like we love to do. Uh, So be a good Bearcat fan and support your local community and support those local businesses. And as always, go go Bearcats. Bearcats.